And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, money, money, money. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. If somebody said to you, here's a million dollars, no strings attached, it's not like that would repulse us. And no, Dunder Mifflin, money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. And that's because loving money means that money, riches, treasure, and gold is that person's idol. And the love of money leads to selfishness, lust for power, and stupid thinking. But money in and of itself is okie-dokie. Our brain is in the potty if our passion is in the purse. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Next, we don't want to go against the grain, do we? After all, we have to go along to get along or get along to go along. Most of us know that this is especially dangerous when dealing with the worldly system. But some of us are still unaware that this principle is valid for the spiritual and the worldly. No Christian, not Jesus himself, had everybody love everything he said or did. And we won't either. People are twisted, even the redeemed. We live for the author, not the audience, even if they are Christians. And finally, Robin Lamont wrote this song, Day by day, day by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things I pray. To see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more nearly, day by day. What an awesome song. What an extraordinary prayer. What a great idea. Follow the teachings of Jesus. Don't stress about tomorrow. After all, another song reminds us that tomorrow may never come. I can't really do that with the with the cowboy twang, though. It was tomorrow. May never come. I don't know how to do it. What's well, a Garth Brooks song or something? Anyway, if Jesus comes back tomorrow, it doesn't matter because it's all absurd. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. I have my dollar. No, it's not even a dollar. 99-cent Chromebook standing right in front of you, which is, by the way, I think it's starting to lose value every day. I think a new Chromebook's like, what, $3? It's like really expensive now. Anyway, I might need one of those. Anyhow, you can email me during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's right. We will not share that number with anybody that you text in with. We'll only put it on a billboard in the middle of Dallas. 
214-210-8483. You know I'm kidding. And then you can call us at 972-445-0770. What's great about calling 972-445-0770 is who answers the phone? When you call 972-445-0770, it's Captain Chris that answers the phone. You know what that's like? That's like guessing the Bible trivia correctly. That's what that's like. And then you will be... Now, how deep did I have to go to get that one? Come that one was my favorite so far. That has got to be right up there. Look at it. If you've got a praise report, this is a great opportunity to share it. Maybe something the Lord's done in your life. You think, yeah, you know, somebody else, I do want to share that with somebody else. You can do it. You don't have to speak perfectly. I certainly don't. <laughs> have you listened to the show? I'm lucky if I can get through one line. And the lines are written fine. That's not the problem. It's how I read it. That just says, yeah, I can't speak or read. So we have our, my own problem going on. See, I can't even do it right there. See how that goes? So you can share a, a praise report. You can share a prayer request. We'll just join with, with you, pray together, jump on it, ask the Lord to help us, guide us, direct us, and give you favor in the situation. That's a good thing. You can do any of that. You can ask questions. You can text those questions in. You can ask them on the air. You can also answer Bible trivia if you want to. Here you go. True or false? 50-50. True or false, in Psalm 78, the manna eaten by the Israelites is called the bread of angels. Ooh, wow. True or false, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Joy, Ann, and Cordelia striking first. Uh, also, you can uh, text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So let me take the time to make sure to once more thank everybody for helping Noel, praying for her through this process. That's number one. Number two, I want to open with a prayer for my friend Rob. I've talked about Rob and Cindy before. Rob's been one of my dear friends since 1991. That's a long time, right? It's 30-plus years, right? He has this incredible opportunity that him and I have been talking about for the last four months, where, where they are in, uh, in the Idaho land. It's one of the coolest opportunities he has ever seen in his existence. And he has an interview for it. And he would actually be in charge of a massive church's sports complex, which for him is like— one step away from the Lord going, it's time, you know, kind of thing. So I want to pray for him and the audience. So join me in prayer, and then we'll get into the teach. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you right now with thanksgiving and praise deep in our hearts and deep in our minds. We, we acknowledge you and praise you because of the wonderful things you've done for us. You're fantastic. We lift up Rob to you in this situation. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would grant him favor. If this is the right connection, we believe it is, but if it's the right connection, give him that affirmation, that confirmation, and let us be able to rejoice with our brother in the Lord. And we pray for our audience. There's people that are hurting. We know these people. We know the, the Gary and Susie and Deborah and Mary and, and Ace, and people are, are struggling with, with different things that they're fighting through. And some people are struggling with spiritual struggles and spiritual warfare. And we're praying for them as well. 
Breathe on them the breath of life and let them have that recharging, that renewing, that refreshing that comes from your presence. Oh, we trust you fully for everything we understand. We lift our hearts to you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, we got somebody calling in on the trivia. And so we will give them a chance to answer that as well. Let me see what we're doing here. Uh, okay, I talked about Rob. So you have to write some of these things down because I can't remember everything because I'm older. <laughs> what do you think of that? I'm older. Leave me alone. I didn't say I was old. I said I'm older than I was yesterday. Somebody ready to answer the trivia? Okay, let's go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. How you doing, brother? How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. You're doing okay? Yeah. A little bit up, a little bit down? Well, I'm just asking a lot of a question. <laughs> it's like one of those things, like, you know, when things are not going well, then always something happens that makes more worse. <laughs> so so that's what I'm asking. Like yesterday, I was driving car, and uh, out of nowhere, like my alternator died, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> And it's cost like almost $900 to fix all those things. I said, what's happening, Lord, here? What's up, Lord? <laughs> the, the one thing I would tell you that I know you know, but I'm reminding you because we're brothers in the Lord, is you can't, yes. you can't interpret everything that happens as some kind of message per se that God is trying to speak into a particular situation. Whether if he allows it that, you know, that's one thing, but that doesn't mean the message is I don't like you. The message is yeah. the alternator's bad. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's not but, but at the same time like as a human yeah. I was thinking, why when things Yeah, are I, harder, I feel you. I feel hard, you. Why it's becoming harder. <laughs> yeah, I feel so I, I do large hear you. strength. <laughs> I know that my redeemer lives and he will sustain me and one day this will be a testimony for his faithfulness that is right amen so here's what we're going to do you're going to answer the trivia because you still have to answer the trivia okay okay before okay. i give the answer okay i want to use your analogy earlier you were using when david asked the lord uh they said people gonna surrender me to the saul and he said yes so you make a decision so I know I have a favor of the Lord and a favor of the Dr. David Spoons. Even if my answer is wrong, they're going to help me to get the correct answer. <laughs> that is correct, Amundo, my friend. So here you go. Okay. My, my gut reaction is false. You are incorrect, but you are so close because if you flip to the other side. Yes. Then you would be correct. <laughs> See, <laughs> true or false? The Psalm seventy-eight, the manna eaten by the Israelites, is called the bread of angels. It is in Psalm seventy-eight twenty-five called the bread of angels, but nobody really talks about it by that like that. And what a great marketing idea for anybody who wants to sell bread, right? Uh, the bread yes. of angels. They should be. I mean, that should somebody should put that on the shelf. That should be flying off the shelf right now. But the the idea is they they ate so well. And yet they started to think, eh, we want meat. <laughs> we want something else. <laughs> it's amazing how we do that. We do so well, and then we flip it into the other direction. Let's pray, because you said, my Redeemer lives. And, of course, that was Job who said that. Let's pray that you have the result of Job. How about that? Let's pray that together. Can we do Amen. it? Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our brother to you. 
It's just having one thing after another. It's a challenge to the faith. Every person who can hear my voice has gone through this. There's not one of us that does not understand this. And we just ask you to give him the deliverance that Job got when Job got to the end of his trial, how you just poured it out upon him and gave him more than he even even had before, and that you would put a new song in Samson's mouth. Just like he said, this will be a testimony to your glory. Make that happen more quickly. Please speed up that process. Let him find that comfort in you. The universe is not against him. He is a faithful servant of the Most High God, and you're demonstrating that to the universe. We ask you to bless him and encourage him. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. And I'm praying for your lovely bride that may the good Lord give her the rest and energize her uh, with, his, with his loving touch. Amen. She, she needs it. I mean, she was so—I don't want to say how tired she was. She was tired. Let's just leave it that way. She came in, she gave me a kiss, a hug, and then she sat down, and I think she could have dosed, <laughs> dosed off right there, but it was like, uh, wait, can't fall asleep yet, honey. <laughs> so, I appreciate that, and you keep praying for her, okay? Yes, I will. All right. All right. Love you, brother. All right. Love Bye-bye. you, too. All right. We're going to take a break and come back. we got so much to do. It doesn't... It's, it's irrelevant. Uh, so here's the break thing that we say. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was. It was. I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. 
Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go. Get ready. This is a tough one. I want you to be ready. Here's your trivia question. According to Luke, why did Zechariah doubt the angel's words? What was it that made Zechariah go, huh? What was it? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So keep in mind how the show goes is we have a, a pattern or an outlet, and we give ourselves the freedom to go, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And then sometimes if you notice that sometimes this, the teaching gets kind of serious and kind of fearsome, and sometimes it's just more lighthearted, and it just depends on what's going on. And you think, well, you know, is that is that okay? I don't know. Is it okay to be human? I think it is. I think that's how God created us. So I'm going to go with that and just see what rolls with that. Remember, there is a time to laugh, so that's okay. And speaking of time to laugh, I have a joke that won't, you won't think is funny, although it's short. Okay. All right. All right. Ready? All right. You ready? You think I got my buzzer. You know, I never hear you say, I got my clapper. I got the clapper thing here. Or I got the, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like I never hear you say that. I always hear you say, I got the buzzer. <laughs> you know. I'm sure I got the other one somewhere in here. All right. This is a very short joke, though. But it's cute. It's not theological. Jokes are not theological. Just keep that in mind. People possibly are like, they should be. Well, Okay. Uh, Adam and Eve. Adam stayed out very late for a few nights. Eve started to become very upset. You're running around with other women, aren't you? She charged. Oh, you're being unreasonable, Adam responded. You're the only woman on earth. The quarrel continued until Adam fell asleep, only to be awakened by somebody poking him in the chest. It was Eve. What do you think you're doing? Adam demanded. I'm counting your ribs, said Eve. Ah, waka, waka. <laughs> come, come, come on. Did you like that? That was pretty good. I don't know, but most of you are going, I've never heard that before. That's right. 
Uh, trivia question again. <laughs> According to Luke, why did Zachariah doubt the angel's words? What was it that was like a hmm? Hmm. Uh, if you think you know the answer, we got a lot of great people uh, texting in getting the correct answer. Everybody's doing a great job. Uh, seven, oh, seven, seven, nine, seven, two, four, four, five, zero, seven, seven, zero. That's the number to call. Then you get to say hi to Captain Chris. You can also text in two, one, four, two, one, zero, eight, four, eight, three. And then additionally, you can send an email, David at he must increase dot org. I want to talk. This is actually pretty good on the backside of Samson calling us and us praying for Samson and praying that the Lord would bless him. Uh, here's a and, and it goes back to our uh, DNA, which is a good thing to always keep in mind. The DNA: draw closer to the Lord daily. Never be ashamed of Jesus' with words. Always be always be ready to serve. The question might be: Why should we take life day by day? So I had this conversation yesterday with my son on the phone as I'm driving into the studio, and he was talking about some different things that he's going through, just like any other 38-year-old, three children and a dog dad might go through. <laughs> Let me say that differently. 38-year-old with three children under six and a dog might go through. And so uh, we were talking, and I said, well, I said, Josh, I said, that's why the Lord said to take things day by day. And he responded, his response was, was, was telling. He said, well, wouldn't that be nice? You know, <laughs> kind of attitude, right? Which is like what a lot of us would do. I mean, a lot of us would say that. At least he's honest about his faith. And I said, yeah. I said, well, that's, that's how it's supposed to take place because here's the reasoning behind it. Most people are afraid of or concerned about tomorrow, even though tomorrow has not yet come. So what we do is we handle our fears by thinking about what tomorrow will bring or what will later on will bring or what one week from now or two weeks from now or six weeks from now from bring, will bring. And so we begin to have this level of anticipation about tomorrow and beyond, which of course is why Jesus said don't do that. And the idea behind it is our loss of understanding, and I hate to say it and be this gruesome about it, but there not, might not be a tomorrow. And you think, oh, it's like, really? I just want to point out one thing. For what little we do and don't know, if somebody launches something bad in this Ukraine-Russia element and it spills over to one other country right next door, then there's this thing called nuclear arsenal. <laughs> And then there would not be much of a tomorrow. I'm just saying. And you're thinking, oh, well, no. If God didn't drop the crazy glue on the planet, it had happened. I mean, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. We'd have blown ourselves up uh, probably 50 times. But the, but the reality check is even if that is not the case, there still might not be a tomorrow. What if the Lord comes back? Well, this has to be filled. This has to be filled. This has to be filled. What if the Lord comes back? What are you going to say? No, no, stop. You didn't do this the way I see your scripture. Okay, that's never going to happen. So don't do that. There might not be a tomorrow in that situation for that for that circumstance. What if you're concerned about something that's going to happen at work and then work doesn't exist anymore? Or it changes altogether. It's amazing how often tomorrow 
changes before you get there, even though you've been worried about it the whole time. Here's the bottom line to how we process. The reason that we can handle any fears that come our way is to not focus on what may or may not happen that's detrimental, but to recognize God is already there. Did, did you? Oh, I want to back up. God is already there. You think, what do you mean he's already there? God is an interlinear being. He doesn't exist from point A to point B. He doesn't exist in one time frame. He said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not I was. Now, with that in mind, God may choose that there is no tomorrow, or God may choose to change tomorrow altogether, or God may choose to rearrange tomorrow so that tomorrow becomes like yesterday. I don't know. Not up to me. It's up to him. And no matter what happens, a hundred years from right now, whatever it is you're worried about will not exist. Won't exist for you. <laughs> won't exist for somebody else. Well, we'll be able to pay my car bill. There might not be cars in a hundred years. What do you care? So the idea behind that is to get a better handle on what tomorrow is or isn't. So before I get to the entering the trivia and all that stuff that I'm going to do, this is why Matthew 6.34 comes into play. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own worries. <laughs> In other words, there'll be plenty when you get there tomorrow to deal with tomorrow for tomorrow. You got enough going on today. Just take care of today. If you can think of faith, and we've talked about this before, as a dollar bill, and yes, that's how a Jewish Christian would think of it, faith is a dollar bill. I get a fresh dollar every day. I don't get to carry over my dollar. It's kind of like manna. I get fresh manna every day, every day, every day I get fresh manna. It can't carry over or turns into maggots. Okay, got it. So I get a fresh dollar every day. If I take that dollar and I split it up into 10 dimes so I can cover 10 days, I only have 10 cents of faith operating per each of those days, and that doesn't give me very much buying power. I might as well keep the whole buck for the whole day. Just okay. That's as simple as it can be. Think, well, that's practical. Oh, get out. All right, the answer to the trivia question, uh, according to Luke, why did Zechariah doubt that the what the angel's words were? It's because he and Elizabeth were old. Now, I did not say I was old. I said I was older. In their case, they were old. And that is a substantial difference between those two things. And I'm just going to stick with that. I'm just gonna... <laughs> you like that one? That's a good way to do it. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So the situation uh, for the woman turned out to be fine. 
But remember, he's there with Jairus, and Jairus' daughter is dying. Uh, verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. This is a situation for Jairus that went from worse to the worst. All right, you know how we said it can go from bad to worse? We were talking about that. Well, it can go from bad to worse to the worst. And this is the worst. The guy's daughter died. Oh, she wasn't just really sick. She died dead. And they even said to her, "What? there's no point in talking to this guy anymore. This is over. Situation done. And that's how a lot of us process situation done. But then Jesus does what Jesus does because he's so amazing. He overheard what they said to him. They didn't say it to Jesus. They said it to the guy. They said it to, to Jairus. Right? And they said to him, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to, to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. So there are three things that you just you can't miss this. Number one, Jesus is telling the guy whose daughter just died, ignore them. It's like, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, the doctor just pronounced her dead. Yeah, ignore that guy. <laughs> what? He's the doctor. Ignore that guy. That's just like the blind men who are like people are telling him, be quiet, stop it, stop it. And he shouts out all the more. It's at some point you just got to ignore any external noise that hasn't been sanctioned by God and just go, yeah, I'm not paying attention to that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for our next trivia question. I'm going to tell you that this is located in Acts chapter 12. What chapter? 12. What book? Acts. In Acts, what did the angel rescuing Peter from prison tell him to put on? What did he tell him to put on? The angel told Peter to put something on. What was it? If you think you know the answer, don't don't overly complex this. You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. We're also going to send you to the website for you to check stuff out there. As you guys are most most likely you're aware, got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I do want to say that anybody that does call in during the show, if you like, hey, can, or you text in during the show and you want to shout out for somebody, that's fine. Okay. I don't want anybody to think, oh, you shouldn't call in and ask for shout outs. Sure, you can. It takes, like, what, five seconds? 
We have no problem with that in case you want to do that. Now, we don't want you to call in and say, I need 56, 7, 56, 57 shout-outs. I need this, this, okay. Don't do that. All right. And then the last thing I need you to be praying for before we send you to the website is we're discussing. I did not say we were doing. We were disgusting. Disgusting. Discussing. <laughs> I don't know why we're discussing this. Uh, that there might be some show expansion. So our uh, wonderful uh, board member, Deb, uh, knows about that we've discussed it, and we're still uh, talking and praying. Uh, we haven't reached a uh, consensus yet with the powers that be. That'd be done. And uh, so we're just kind of working through that and seeing where that's going. So just be, prayer for, be in prayer for the show. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm doing homework. I'm not doing anything till August 15th. Can I, can I just make that clear? Uh, so in the meantime, money still pretty important, maybe even more so since I just made that announcement. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> Obviously, that's a laser. So, uh, <laughs> from one of those cartoons, right? right? I think it might have been cat juggling. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. It's cat juggling. Uh, okay. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right, fire away. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, this is Don. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. I. I hope I got this right. Okay. Ooh, that's a guy. I love that you said that. I love you said that because it just means, all right, I'm going to try. I think I'm going to get this right. And if not, I know Dave will get me there, but I think I get this, right? I mean, that's kind of a cool That's kind of a cool attitude. It's like, let's go for it. I love it. Ready? Ready. All right. In Acts, what did the angel rescuing Peter from prison tell him to put on? Put on his clothes. That is correct. So I'm going to give you yes. Now watch this. There's two things. He told him to put on his clothes or his coat and his sandals. Okay. So the first thing you got to understand, you got to get is he 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 wasn't dressed. One first, the sandals or the clothes and clothes. Yeah, that's it. Clothes. His his coat, his clothes, and his sandals. And the thing about the sandals, what do you put sandals on for? To get going. To start walking. Let's go. Let's hit the road. Let's go. Let's do stuff. Don't just sit there on your blessed assurance. Time to move forward. And so that's what he did. That was a great job. You did excellent. Thank you, sir. You Have are great- welcome. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. I love that. And then there's people, there's a whole there's a whole teaching on what he was wearing. We don't know. <laughs> I know they say they know. Well, in the standard Roman pri- well, I don't know. This wasn't a standard Roman prisoner, so I guess I don't know. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Is there anything else? We do? Oh, we've got history. How could you forget history? Eh. All right, give me the history song. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. Yeah, I just want to point out that I'm blaming Captain Cruz for all my mistakes. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. Okay. He didn't make any of them, but that doesn't mean I won't blame him. Just me and Adam. She did it. Eve. The snake did it. 
<clears throat> Today is clean up your room day. Oh, sure. That's not happening. Today is Yom Yushalayim Day, technically Jerusalem Day, also, also Gospel Day. Some questions about that, so we'll just move forward. National Shrimp Day. I'm a big shrimp fan. I love Shrimp's shrimp. good. I like shrimp. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mother's Day on this day in 1908 was first observed for the first time. I just, who knew that? Why? Right? Was it Tuesday? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 1924, Edgar, uh, J. Edgar Hoover becomes the director of the FBI. Uh, 1940, Winston Churchill on this day is appointed prime minister of UK. I thought this was uh, pretty interesting. 1954, Rock Around the Clock was released in 1954 on this day. First rock and roll record to reach number one. Now that, see, that's a great trivia question. And then in 2003, on this day, the Eye of God, the NASA features uh, its photo of the day. It's become known as the Eye of God. It's an internet classic. It's not the Eye of God, but it's the Helix Nebula, uh, Nebula, sorry, which is the closest known example to a planetary nebula created at the end of life, like, like a sun-like star about 655 light years away. I just thought that's fascinating. That's cool. I mean, it's not accurate, but it's cool. Let me relax. All right. Anything else we got to cover? No? Let's get to the teaching. <laughs> Have I destroyed this show or what? Nah. Okay. Thanks for lying to me. I appreciate it. Second uh, Kings chapter 2, verse 16 through 18. The sons of the prophet uh, said to Elijah, Since there are 50 strong men here with your servants, please let them go and search for your master. Maybe the Spirit of the Lord has carried him away and put him on the, one of the mountains or in the, one of the valleys. Elisha answered, don't send them. However, they urged him to the point of embarrassment. He said, fine, send them. They sent 50 men who looked for three days, found nothing. When they returned to Jericho, where he was staying, they said uh, they didn't find him. He said to them, didn't I tell you not to go? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've taught about this before. This is where three, almost uh, getting to three and a half years, but we're three plus years in this show. People urge people to do things, and it's even spiritual people that urge people to do things, and that answer is not always correct, whether it comes from me or from the greatest teachers. If it comes from Jesus, you do it. If it comes from an angel of the Lord, you do it, and then you know you're going to do it. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you do it. If the Word of God tells you to do something, you do it. Okay, stop there. <laughs> so somewhere between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Okay, then everything else has got much more of a subjectiveness to it. So here are a group of prophets, 50 of them, okay? 50 strong men. And actually, it's more than 50. It's 50 men that were sent. And so what happened was Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind. He didn't go up in the chariot. The chariots of fire came before him, and then he was carried up in a whirlwind, right? And then, then Elisha became the anointed one, took the place of Elijah. And so now Elisha, 14 recorded miracles, Elijah, 7. Remember, double portion. Please, I want a double portion. 14 miracles by Elisha, 7 by Elijah. Uh here, he's, he's now in this new position, and the prophets, not bad people, say, hey, you know, 
Elijah was a, a spooky dude. <laughs> so maybe he's on a mountain and maybe he's floating over there, or maybe somewhere. Send us and we'll go and we'll check it out. And, uh, and Elisha knew that was wrong. He said, no, don't do that. That's stupid. There's no point in doing that. I'm, I'm taking over, right? And they kept urging him to the point of embarrassment, the scripture says. To the point of embarrassment. And then they went and they looked and they didn't find him. Why? Because he went to heaven through a whirlwind and so they weren't going to find him. That was over. And then Elijah says to them, didn't I tell you not to go? And you think, well, what's the teaching out of that? Here's what it is. Stick with what you know is right. Don't let people, uh, uh, you know, even good-intentioned people, if you are firm between you and God. Now, if you if you're if you're wrong or there's some mushiness there, oh, you'd be willing to listen. Fine, but if you know it's right and you need to stand firm in it, like a decision that you've made or a, a, a something you understand from the Lord, then stick with it. Because remember, it's the enemy that loves to throw self-doubt at people. What was that temptation that Jesus went through? I think it's various times that Satan said, well, if you're the son of God. I mean, could you? while there's some treaty on there that says it's not really questioning the son of God, I disagree. I think part of that is he's like, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. If you're the son of God, if you I think that's what Satan does to all of us. If you're really a Christian, do it this way. If you're really a believer, you would act like this. If you were a faithful, diligent Christian, it'd be like this. It's kind of like what the world tries to throw at you. But in this case, these are not worldly people. These are prophets from the Lord. They were just wrong. And so you stick with what you know is right. You, if the Lord says, yeah, no, that's not there, that's, leave it there and be strong and firm in, in that decision. If you're wrong, be willing to say I was wrong. There's nothing wrong. People are wrong. That does happen. But until the Lord shows you you're wrong or changes the direction, stand with where you're supposed to stand. Don't be easily moved, okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, le- the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. 
I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this last trivia question will very much challenge your brain. Ooh. What is the square circumference? No, okay. What? That was a joke. What fact, according to Jesus in Matthew 24, what fact, according to Jesus in Matthew 24, are the angels ignorant of? Wow. 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can talk to Captain Chris. 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can email in david at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. What facts? What fact? Boy, I shouldn't have said facts because that's just going to make it harder. Nice job, Dave. What fact do they not know that is essential for us to be aware of that we don't know either? (gasps) There's your hint. That we don't know either. Ah, Is there anything else we've got to cover? Okay. Uh, so be in prayer, by the way. So we are talking about some expansions. We're talking about different things. In order to do that, we would, you know, be we'd be simulcasting is what we're, our goal is, is to do this show, but have another city state join us, kind of like at the same time. So we're still working through that. 
Okay. All right. Uh, what was I going to cover? Covered that, covered that, covered that, covered that. Pray for me in school. You know, I already had that, had something happen with the professor, which <laughs> the class started. But I got it worked out, so that's all great. And I'm in my last class, and then we'll do the defense. And then uh, Noel said, you're going to be bored uh, right up until the Lord gives you the next project, which is probably exactly how it will be. I'm just hoping for, like, a little time off in between all that. We'll see. It's only been 10 years. Okay, uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 9 through 11. This is basically, uh, for all the things that you're going on in life, this is the answer. Okay, you looking for an answer? You want an answer to the situation? You looking for the answer? Okay. If you don't have the answer to the trivia, which is uh, okay, I'll share that at the end. By the way, the question is, what fact do the angels not know that you and I also do not know, according to Matthew chapter 24? Uh, the, the funny word there is fact. What's, what, what event? Might be a better way to say that. Uh, if you think you know, 972 445 770. You can text in 214 or send an email, david at org. Here it is. I'm going to give you the answer. Not an answer, the answer. The answer. Mark 16, 9 through 11. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene from whom he'd cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. Huh. Let's talk about this. Classic, regular, very well, very thoroughly taught, much better than I can ever do. A discussion about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene. First to Mary Magdalene. What an honor. If you think about that, like Jesus raises, right? The first person. What an honor, I would say. Now, she had Jesus raised from the dead and appeared to her. And she went and told those who had been with Jesus. How long they'd been with Jesus? Three and a half years, basically. Some say three, but three and a half, most likely. And they, uh, as they mourned and wept. Now, what's going on? Well, they were mourning and they were weeping and they were depressed. Why? Because all hope and all promise were dashed. I can't, can't make that any clearer. They just spent three years of their lives three and a half years of their lives, learning from Jesus, seeing miracles. So so you have to understand that seeing some of the stuff he did was like, that's pretty impactful, right? You got blind people seeing. You got people being raised from the dead, remember? You've got people that were being healed. You got demons that were screaming and being cast out. And they, they, they had a lot of reason to hang their hat with Jesus. This was a lot of stuff. And then Jesus dies, and it's like all of their hopes were dashed. They're thinking, this is the guy. This is it. We're, we got, we're connected. This is the Messiah. And then all the promises that they thought were going to come to pass, all the things that were going to happen that were good, completely, they're in this uh, complete mode of desperation. Have you ever felt desperate? I have. I, 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 I think everybody has. And there's that 
that sense of everything is like So I want you to follow just the sequence. He rose early on the first day of the week. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with Jesus as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. And there it is. The answer to every single issue there is. Right there. You think, well, you're losing it. Well, a long time ago. That one thing has nothing to do with the other. Jesus was alive. Their hopes weren't dashed. Their promises weren't trashed. It wasn't over. He was alive. He was not, not only did they hear that, they're talking to somebody who testified to that, to seeing him. She, they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her. So they, they're hearing from her, he's alive, and she testifies and tells them that, and they wouldn't believe it, and they couldn't grasp, listen to this, that there was recovery from the depths of the pain that they were feeling. They couldn't, no, we're at the bottom, man, and this is where we're staying. And you you think, well, no, no, because later on, yeah, I, I know that, but you're going too fast. Slow down. There's a lot of people do that when they read scripture. It's not a, you know, go speed racer process. Slow down. They didn't believe it because they were so engrossed and so overwhelmed, and so discouraged, and so hopeless that the words of hope could not penetrate. That's how much pain they were in. And what I want to point out to you is that the non-believing in this situation, and yes, they're going to believe, and they're going to see, and they're going to have that witness, but it had not yet happened and, and and keep aware, it's not really all that different. You know, Mary Magdalene comes and tells the disciples. The disciples are like, no. Then Jesus appears to the disciples, and Thomas isn't there. And he's like, no. It's like the same thing. It's, it's, not, it's not that different, although nobody seems to crucify the other guys. They're just doubting Thomas, poor guy. Anyhow, the bottom line is they wouldn't believe, they couldn't believe, and that doubt kept them in a funk. And that's the fact. You can tell me, you can all, you can, you know, do the Freudian, Jungian, you can do all that stuff. Oh, you can tell me all of the, all of the different denominations, blah, 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 blah. They didn't believe it. That kept them in their funk, period. Because Jesus was alive at that moment, but they couldn't, they couldn't grab, they couldn't believe it. When you really understand that Jesus is in the situation, it changes life. But to get to that place, you have to believe it. And to get to that place, the disciples had to believe it. Otherwise, they were all in their same spot. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, eh, they wouldn't believe it. No, 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 no. And that's what we do. You're in a circumstance, you're in a situation, you're in a relationship, you're in a uh, whatever it is. I mean, it doesn't even matter what it is. And it's so um, 
it's such a drag and the hope is busted and the promises are dashed and everything is trash and it's just like blah and then you hear this word of hope and you're so deep in the funk the doubt keeps us so deep in the funk that when that ray of light comes in we're like no we're just putting on sunglasses i ain't looking and that's what keeps us in that place Sometimes we have to take off the sunglasses that block the sun and look right to the light. He resurrected from the dead. He changed every law of physics known to man, period. You think he can get you out of your situation? Same one that said, let there be a universe is the same one that came to say hello to you. Uh, he can help you. Get out of the funk. Okay? All right. Uh, what event, according to Jesus in Matthew 24, are angels ignorant of, just like we are, and that is the day of Christ's return? They don't know any more than we do. Well, we wouldn't think they'd know something, but the answer is no. Get out of the funk. Get out of the doubt. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.